0: Luke chapter 5 and our text consists of two verses verses 10 and 11 Luke 5 verses 10 and 11 and so was also James that is they were astonished at what had taken place and so was also James and John sons of Zebedee which were partners with Simon and Jesus said unto Simon fear not from henceforth thou shalt catch men and when they had brought their ships to land they forsook all and followed him the lake Gennesaret it is the same as the Sea of Galilee just another name for the Sea of Galilee the Lord of course had already been there and called Peter and Andrew and others said follow me and I will make you fishers of men Matthew 4 verse 19 the disciples responded Yeah, they responded to that word. We're told they left their nets and they followed him. (laughs) But when appear, it would appear that was not complete surrender to the Lord by Peter and the others. Because here we are in Luke five. And they've returned to their fishing we know it was a different time, it was a different incident because when the Lord came upon them in Matthew 4 verse 18 we read that Peter and Andrew were casting a net into the sea, that's what they were doing when the Lord came upon them in Matthew 4 and called them follow me and I will make you fishers of men. they were casting a net into the sea. But here in Luke five and verse two, they had been fishing all night, and we're told they were washing their nets. So the one place they were casting their net into the sea, and here in John then Luke, they were washing their net, so another they had different time a different occasion. You know there's an important lesson for us to learn here. Peter and the others had started out in Matthew 4 to follow the Savior. They left their nets and followed him. But then they went back to the fishing. And what was the result? Peter tells us, Master, we have toiled all the night and taken nothing. Taken nothing. Going back from following the Master, they had nothing but emptiness. This shows that we must follow the Lord fully if we do not follow the Lord fully we who profess to know the Lord if we do not follow the Lord fully we cannot expect to have his blessing upon our neighbors and our service we also will be like those disciples we may labor and labor and take nothing so the Lord returns to Galilee to challenge Peter and the others again to follow him it shows the grace of the Lord the disciples Peter and the others started out to follow the Lord but then they went back to the fishing and here the Lord went back to Galilee to call them a second time to call upon them to follow him and we see that others had followed Christ that day verse 1 and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God he stood by the lake of Nazareth the people pressed upon him he was standing at the edge of the water at the water's edge and the people pressed upon them why? to hear the word of God When you love to see that repeated again and again people pressing in to God's house to hear the word of God and you notice the Lord wasn't working any miracles so it wasn't that which attracted them They simply pressed upon Christ to hear the word of God. Oh, that the Lord would so move today and give people a desire to hear the word of God. And so the people pressed upon the Lord and he had been pressed back further and further towards the water. And we are told that he entered into Peter's ship, into his boat, and he made it his pulpit. For there he sat down and ministered on to those who had gathered there. And from there we see that what the Lord said to Peter that day led to complete surrender of Peter to the Lord that's what we want to consider today the subject of complete surrender and Peter certainly and the others with him that day surrendered their all to Christ completely one is to begin by considering the Lord and his word the Lord not only had a word for the people but he had a word for Peter that word came in the form of an order here's the Lord's order verse 4 what was the order now when he left speaking he said unto Simon launch out into the deep there's the order Launch out into the deep and then down your nets for a draught. Regarding this order, consider the place. The Lord said, Launch out into the deep. The Lord had already told Peter, verse 3, Thrust out a little from the land. So from going a little way out from the shore the Lord ordered Peter launch out into the deep. I want you to go further out. Likewise if we are to be true servants of the Lord we must be prepared to do what the Lord commands first of all he was to launch out a little and then he was to launch out into the deep so he was to go further and you know he obeyed on both occasions and so it is the Lord will give us little things to do little things to do but but and we're not able to do the little things in life for the Lord will never be able to launch out into the deep we'll never be able to do the greater things over in Jeremiah we read in Jeremiah 12 in verse 5 these words if thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee Then how canst thou contend with horses? And if in the land of peace wherein thou trustest, they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of Jordan? It's the same principle. If you're not able to do the little things, how then will you be able to do the greater things if you're not able to go out a little you'll never be able to launch out into the deep as well as the place we notice the promise the Lord told Peter that if he obeyed launch out into the deep he would take a draft of fishes And verse 4 there's the promise And here we are reminded that if we obey the Lord's word
1: if we obey
0: the Lord we will prosper. Launch out into the deep let down your nets for a draft of fishes. So the Lord promised us he would have a great catch. We obey the Lord in all things. The Lord will bless us. The Lord will prosper us. Just as Job said. Job said, "If they obey and serve Him, they shall spend their days in prosperity if they obey and serve him the Lord they shall spend their days in prosperity Job 36 verse 11 as well as the order we have here the objection Peter questioned the Lord the Lord said Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draught. Verse five. Peter, answering, said unto Master, We have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. There's his objection. In other words, Peter didn't really see the point of letting down the nets. They had toiled all the night, and remember, night was the time for fishing. It was now daytime. And the Lord was telling Peter to let down his nets. And being a fisherman, as Peter was, you can see there was no point. The time for fishing is nighttime. Nevertheless, the Lord said, let down your nets for a drought. and Peter objected master we have toiled all the night and taken nothing notice carefully how did Peter address the Saviour verse 5 and Simon answering said unto him Master. So Peter addressed the Lord and called him his master. He called him his master, and yet he objected to what his master had said. He objected to what the Savior had said. We have toiled all the night and taken nothing. Is that not a common failure? among God's people a common failure we may call the Lord master we may call the Lord the master of our life and yet are we always ready to do his bidding are we not like Peter at times the Lord gives us a work to do And we object. We're like Peter, we've toiled all the night and taken nothing. There's no point in doing what we've been asked to do. Remember, the Lord had called them and said, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they agreed to do so. But when they'd spent all night fishing, they were not following the Lord. Peter may have referred and addressed the Saviour as Master, but he wasn't living, he wasn't behaving, he wasn't serving as though the Lord was his Master. He was doubting his Master. We have toiled all the night and taken nothing. In other words, he was saying, Master, there's no point. We have already fished all night. We haven't taken anything now is not the time for fishing and he doubted his Lord notice again what Peter said we have toiled all the night and taken nothing that word toiled we have toiled all the night the word toiled means labored it means to be weary It means to be fatigued. So you get the picture in that one word. How hard those disciples had worked that night trying to catch fish. They were fatigued by the time the dawn came they were weary and all the hard work that they had put into that which, is, which was outside the will of God Remember, they shouldn't have been there should have been following the Lord they had gone back to the fishing but they had labored all night and taken nothing you know we do things that are contrary to the Lord and his word and his will we can put all the hard work into that service, but if it's not according to the Lord's will, we'll be like the disciples and take now. doesn't matter how hard we work on it. Psalmist, Psalm 127, verse 1, said, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. That builds it those disciples laboured in vain that night because they were outside the will of God they had already been called follow me and I will make you fishers of men and they had followed, they left their nets and followed him but they have gone back to the fishing and they say that it was a fruitless exercise because they were outside the will of God as well as the order and the objection. We notice the obedience. Peter now obeys the Lord's order. After he had raised the objection, we read, Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let thine in the net. Isn't that the response the Lord expects from us? That's the response the Lord expects. What have we read? What have we just read? Peter said, Nevertheless at thy word. Nevertheless at thy word. After all, God's word is our rule of faith and practice. And whatever the Lord gives us whatever the Lord tells us in his word we are to obey that's right after all if he's our master we ought to obey the words of our master he is our saviour he is our king we are his servants and Peter says nevertheless at thy word." So the Lord expects our obedience we ought to obey his word at all times that thy word that ought to be all that we need it's the Lord's word therefore God has spoken and I will obey do we always do that a word that we hear minister and preach from the pulpit is God's word do we always obey it? You know. At thy word, do we obey that word? Or do we have excuses for not obeying the word? At thy word, that ought to be all that we need. God has spoken. We ought to obey it. Joshua 24, verse 24 we read The Lord our God will we serve and his voice will we obey. That's what it is to be a Christian. So now to the Lord. The Lord our God will we serve and his voice Will we obey? But if we look closely at what the Lord said and what Peter did, no, he didn't obey the Lord. He didn't obey the Lord at all. What did the Lord say? Verse 4 Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets, plural let down your nets for a draught. now we read in verse 5 and Simon answering said unto him Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing nevertheless at thy word I will let down the net singular he didn't obey the Lord the Lord said let down your nets and Peter because he died it, he says, you can just imagine, Peter saying this is there's not really much point doing this but I'll do it anyway I'll, I'll let down a net And of course, he let down in that because he didn't believe, basically, what the Lord had said. Doesn't this show us that Peter was not confident in what the Lord promised he would do? Does this not show us that Peter was filled with doubts? The Lord said, let down your nets. Peter just let down a net. He didn't believe the Lord could do what he said. Oh, what a terrible crime. What a terrible crime this was. Doubting that the Lord could do what he said he would do. There was a lack of trust in the Lord. There was a lack of faith in the Lord. There was a lack of confidence in the Lord. But we are all guilty, aren't we, of the same same (coughs) crime? We're all guilty of the same crime. We doubt the Lord. We may pray about a particular matter in the back of our mind, there's that lingering doubt. Can the Lord really do this? Can he really do this? we like the disciples. How often did the Lord challenge them? And they came to the Lord and said, Lord, increase our faith. And boy, don't we all need our faith increased instead of being filled with doubt let us pray Lord fill me with faith and Lord what thou hast said I believe that I can do no matter how impossible it looks no matter how impossible it appears I believe I believe Up thou my unbelief so we have the Lord and his word we have then the Lord and the wonder the Lord and the wonder the Lord that day on Galilee's shore did what he said he would do did he say that down your nest for a draught Verse 6 And when they had this done they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net brick or their net almost broke. There was the wonder. Notice regarding the Lord and his wonder we notice Peter and the catch the catch of fishes. Peter thought that since he had toiled all night and taken nothing, then really it was a waste of time to let down the nets. So he just let down one net, and lo and behold, we see what happened there in verse 6. They took such a draft of fishes that their net almost broke. There we see an example of what Paul spoke about. Ephesians 1 verse 19. According to the working of His mighty power. That's what the Lord did that morning in Galilee. It was according to the working of His mighty power. Peter and the others had used all their power, all their skill in fishing and they caught nothing. The Lord told them what to do. The one net was filled with fish until it was ready to break. Peter and the others had expended all their energy and all their power used all their skill as fishermen, but it yielded nothing. But when Peter let down his net, they witnessed the mighty power of God. Christ is God. Let us then, believer completely surrender to the Lord be completely sold out to him be ready to obey his word no matter how unreasonable it may appear to us because listen he is able he is able to do exceeding abundantly Above all, that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. He's able to do exceeding abundantly. He's able to do more than even what we ask for. Isn't that right? He gives good measure, pressed out, shaken together and running over. It's the God we serve. we need not be afraid or timid about completely surrendering to the Lord. He will never fail us. He will never let us die. Praise his name. As well as Peter in the catch, we notice also Peter in his confession. Peter acknowledged as sin and not trusting the Lord fully. Look at verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O oh Lord. <coughs> I am a sinful man. What was Peter referring to? He was saying, I'm a sinful man, Lord, because I didn't trust thee. I I didn't believe that thou could fill the nets with fish. I'm a sinful man. And he fell down at the knees of Christ. And notice that he regarded his lack of trust, his lack of faith, and there's doubting of the Lord as a sin. Say that. I am a sinful man, O oh Lord. What does that teach us? It teaches us, the believer, that we doubt the Lord to a sin. If we do not trust the Lord to do what he said that's a sin and that's why Peter saw what he had done and he regarded it as a sin oh how often could we repeat those words I have sinned because we have doubted the Lord we do not and have not trusted him as we ought and when we fail to trust him, that's a sin Mark 4 and we see how the disciples had repeatedly Showed a lack of trust in the Lord Mark 4 verse 35 and the same day when the even was come he saith unto them let us pass over onto the other side mark those words let us pass over onto the other side that's what the Lord told the disciples And when they had sent away the multitude they took him even as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships. Verse 38 And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow because a great storm had broken out. and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and say unto Master carest thou not that we perish that's a terrible thing to say carest thou not that we perish there they were in the midst of a storm the saviour was fast asleep and they thought the Lord didn't care. No one ever cared for the disciples as the Lord did. Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? Why is it that ye have no faith? There it is again. A lack of faith. A lack of trust. A lack of confidence in the Lord. The Lord said, Let us pass over unto the other side. If the Lord said, We're going to the other side, They would get to the other side. Didn't matter. If there was a great storm on the way, They would still get to the other side. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. They learned a the lesson that they could trust the Lord. No matter how strong the wind was, no matter how high the waves were, if the Lord said, we're going to the other side, they would get to the other side. It was just a matter of them trusting the Lord. The believer let us learn to trust the Lord. No matter if there's a storm, as it were, rises up, in the meantime the Lord will get us through the storm and he'll get us to the place where his promise will be fulfilled so we notice then Peter and the catch Peter and his confession Peter was confounded confounded What Peter saw the Lord do that day, we're told, he was astonished. And all that were with him. Astonished. That's an interesting word. Peter was astonished when they pulled up the net and it was overflowing with fish. He was astonished that word astonished that word astonished means to render immovable to render immovable in other words when Peter and the others saw what had happened they were in a state of shock they couldn't move they were in a state of of shock they were astonished we've already noted there in Mark 4 that when the Lord rose up from his slumbers and stilled the tempest and caused the sea to be still, the disciples couldn't believe it what manner of man is this that even the winds and the seas obey him so believer why should we ever doubt the Lord why should we ever doubt the Lord when we see what he did for Peter and he caused Peter and the others to be astonished absolutely they were shaken what they saw so he looked at the Lord and his word the Lord and the wonder that leads us now to the Lord and the willingness the willingness of the disciples once again the Lord addressed Peter verse 10 the first time we read and so was also James and John sons of Zebedee which were partners with Simon and Jesus said unto Simon fear not from henceforth thou shalt catch men fear not there was something in the Lord saying fear not There was something that would first of all give Peter confidence. Confidence. Peter had been called to be a fisher of men. Now, after what he and the others had witnessed, they could go out and preach the gospel and be comforted yea, be confident that the Lord would bless their service and the salvation of souls. The Lord said, fear not. You can go out and spread the gospel now. And you will be a fisher of men. You will catch men. Now what the Lord said, fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. That word, or those words, fear not, would give Peter Confidence. Peter had no need to fear whether or not his service for the Lord would be successful. He had no need to fear. He could go out, preach the gospel, preach the kingdom of heaven and have no fear, souls would be saved. That's what the Lord said. Fear not from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Thou shalt have so sick. But sure enough happened on the day of Pentecost. That day Peter brought in a, dra- a, a draft of fishes. On the day of Pentecost he spread the gospel net and he had a draft of souls from Erie. the same day and were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And Peter was a preacher. 3,000 souls, Acts 2, verse 41. No wonder the Lord said to Peter, Fear not. You can go out and spread the gospel net and have confidence. You'll have souls saved. the confidence of the certainty the Lord went on to tell Peter from henceforth thou shalt catch men there's this certainty so Peter could go out as a man sold out to God as a man completely surrendered to the Lord and preached the gospel and certainly souls would be saved As he and the others would go forth and spread the gospel, that they would catch men. That was a certainty. Peter and the others could go forth confident that their labors would not be in vain. Because they were so like to the Lord now. Their labors would not be in vain. And the Lord said, Thou shalt catch men that was a certainty praise the Lord as well as the confidence and the certainty that leads us to the conduct what the Lord had done and what the Lord had said was enough for those disciples to go forth And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. There's a difference there. In what we have in Matthew 4, when the Lord said, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men there in Matthew 4 and verse 20 we read they left their nets and followed him they just left their nets but here we read when the Lord said fear not from henceforth thou shalt catch men and when they brought their ships to land they forsook all They forsook all. Father, ships, and nets. They forsook all. Complete surrender to the Lord. And that's what the Lord expected and demanded of those disciples and indeed of us. Remember what he said, Luke 14, verse 33, Whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Well, that day, that morning at the Sea of Galilee, they brought their ships to land and were told they forsook all and followed him. And how the Lord used the all like Peter. When he was sold out to God, there's already mentioned that day of Pentecost, 3,000 sold for sale. Because Peter at last had surrendered his all to his master and his Lord. I surrender all. I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. That is, make not our prayer. I surrender all. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, dear Lord. I have shown us what happens when an individual surrenders their all to Christ let bless the Lord we can surrender all to the Lord and depend on him never to fail us never to fail us never to let us die we can trust him we can put our faith in Him completely and fully. For He will not fail us. Lord, remove our doubts, we pray. Indeed, Lord, increase our faith. For that faith, we can move mountains. Lord, again, write Thy word. Upon our hearts today. May we not, Lord, just dismiss it, but rather take it to heart. Think about it, meditate upon it. Lord, yea, write thy word upon our hearts. Be with us now. As we leave the house of the Lord, bless us this Sabbath day, do us good. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit abide in the main with us now and forevermore. Amen.